Hello, and welcome to the Keep It Local Maine podcast, where we tell the stories of local business owners, artists, and entrepreneurs, and learn more about what they do, who and what inspires them, their challenges, successes, and more. My name is Todd Regalinski. And I am Kimberly Regalinski. And we are the publishers of Keep It Local Maine, a magazine that helps to showcase local businesses to the people in and around their communities. Thank you for tuning in to our weekly podcast that you can subscribe to on most streaming services such as Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Google Podcasts, and others. You can learn more about us at keepitlocalmaine.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube through the links in the show notes. In this episode, we'll be talking with Delilah Papoor, the Executive Director of Heart of Biddeford. Delilah has been the Executive Director of Heart of Biddeford since January of 2011, engaging the community in an effort to foster a vibrant, inclusive, and sustainable downtown. Delilah grew up in the post-industrial city of Duluth, Minnesota, attended college and grad school in Vermont, and worked in higher education primarily in Southern California for 16 years before moving to Maine with her husband. Heart of Biddeford recently received the Great American Main Street Award, which is Main Street America's highest award for historic preservation, community engagement, and inclusive development. Welcome to the show, Delilah. We're so glad to have you here today. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. So exciting. So give us some background on your role with the Heart of Biddeford and what you do as an organization. Okay, great. Um, Heart of Biddeford has been around since 2004, and mm-hmm. I just joined in 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were people who, you know, put the organization together. Uh, the The mayor of Biddeford, Mayor Nutting, had, you know, kind of asked a group of people to look into, like, what are some proven methods for downtown development? And they found the Main Street program. And mm-hmm. so we became a nationally designated Main Street program in 2006. And really just started building up over those first few years. And then I got to join it at a very challenging and interesting time in Biddeford. Mm -hmm. Um, But what Heart of Biddeford is, is a downtown revitalization organization that focuses on asset-based development. So you want to take you know, the buildings that are here and the stories that are here and the great community members that are here and say, what can we do together? So I get Mm. to do a lot of that kind of work of bringing people together to, you know, build the business community, but also just build community and try to make this a, a sustainable and inclusive place for all of us who live here as well as people who visit. Love that. Wow. So Delilah, what would be a couple of examples kind of off the top of your head of just some some of the things that you have Heart of Biddeford has done in the past couple of years? Because I, I know that was a great definition, but what would be a couple of examples of things that you have done over the past couple of years to, to uh, help out Biddeford? Yeah, well, we have four different committees. And so a lot of the ideas that come just come from interested community members, and we work on it together. Going back to 2012 and 13, the Business Enhancement Committee put on a business competition called the Main Street Challenge. And we got all kinds of support from the community and put together a $20,000 incentive package. And out of that, elements the bookstore, coffee shop, you know, event space Mm -hmm. came into being. And we really wanted a, you know, like they call it a third space, you know, a place that people can gather that's not their home and their work that they can Mm. interact with the community. And Mm -hmm. um, when Michael Makeomer applied for the Main Street Challenge, he was just a really obvious pick and had a huge impact on the downtown because once you have that, there's um, a place for people to start gathering and, mm. you know, thinking about what they want to do next. So it gave UNE students a spot that they could come downtown and the med students from the university, you know, could kind of 
there's a spot I can land and then from there branch out. It led to these two guys named Greg and Chad came and, you know, got coffee one day at Elements. And Michael said, you know, you look like you're not from around here. What what are you doing in town? And they said, well, we're thinking about a restaurant startup. And he said, go talk to Delilah. And I gave him a tour because they were looking for spaces, you know, for 50, 60 tables. And I said, but can I just show you one other thing? And we went down a little alleyway and I showed him uh, Palace Diner. And their eyes just, you know, lit up. And a week later in the Portland Press Herald, it was announced that they were going to reopen Palace Diner. And they said, wow. we got done more done in two hours in Biddeford than we did in two months in Portland. Wow. Um, you know, and then from there, uh, Custom Deluxe opened a restaurant concept, which then led to Elda coming to town. So, you know, it's like an idea, like a Main Street challenge has led to this direct ripple effect of uh, the restaurant scene growing in Mm -hmm. town. On the whole other end of the continuum, we applied for this huge grant opportunity for $150,000 to uh, preserve the clock tower on City Hall as an iconic symbol of you know, the revitalization of town. Mm -hmm. And we had to get the community to vote for it. Mm -hmm. And we ended up getting more votes for our project in Biddeford, Maine, than the projects in Boston and Nashville and other larger cities, um, because we had such an incredible story to tell. And then that $150,000, you know, we did start to do work on the clock. The clock now works on top of City Hall. But this last year, the city was able to pass a bond to complete the renovation of City Hall, whereas the three previous attempts to get the funding to make those improvements all failed. So we, you know, we, we, we start with a germ of an idea, but it often leads to the bigger projects, bigger successes, because people get mobilized behind it and understand what's involved. And why would you save a clock tower? It's just some bricks on a building. And in some ways, of course it is, but in other ways, it's a, it's a symbol of the people who've been building this community for you know, hundreds of years and the immigration stories of people coming here and it's, it's preserving, you know, um, honoring those folks. Mm. What a ripple effect. Yeah. Yeah. That's my favorite thing about the job, watching the ripple effects. Yes. What an amazing ripple effect. And just even some of those restaurants that you've mentioned have had national awards. Yes. I mean, just bringing in just on that level, these these businesses that have come in and just been recognized, you know, nationally. Um, so right. just, wow, what an amazing ripple effect, um, you know, you've had. We wouldn't have thought in 2012, you know, when there were 17 vacancies on Main Street, that there'd be a restaurant that the New York Times would write about and mm-hmm. that, you know, Bon Appetit magazine and um, you're right, those James Beard Awards as well. Mm. Yes. Yeah. It just goes to show that sometimes you don't you don't need to do the entire project. Sometimes just giving it a little bit of a push to, to get the momentum started yeah. is enough to yes. get other people excited. Yeah. 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 That reminds me of that quote, um, Margaret Mead, you know, never doubt that a thoughtful group of committed citizens, mm-hmm. you know, can make a difference, something like that. And that's often what happens. It's not that we we're doing the whole project or any kind of whole solution to things, but we're just mobilizing people to move in the direction of, you know, things being better for everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that quote. That's one of my favorite quotes. Yeah. 
So one of the things that's very interesting in your in your bio is just the, the kind of the range of experience and just geographical areas uh, that you've kind of called home and, <laughs> and and gone through. How do you feel that those previous experiences, you know, where you grew up, working in education, how have all of those kind of helped prepare you for your current role? Well, growing up in Duluth, Minnesota, first of all, Everywhere else is warmer after you've lived there, which is nice. <laughs> southern, for Maine, yeah, it, yeah. Southern Maine is balmy, um, <laughs> but it was a it was a post-industrial city um, with a lot of class division, and so that laid a lot of groundwork in my mind about what happens when class divides are allowed to bubble up and fester over time and uh, you know what kind of talk about ripple effects but in the negative sense happens when those are not addressed mm. um, as well as what happens when people feel scared about major economic shifts because mm. you know that that was where the the steel you know industry had a lot of home up in northern Minnesota especially with taconite mines and things like that and all of that was changing as i was growing up so just seeing what economic fears what kind of impact that has on people so when i applied for the job here in 2012 you know i was really interested in the story of how Biddeford and Saco relate and what's the history there and what's still at play and you know just wanting wanting to be part of building a community not to mention two communities at at, at many times that cooperate and build on each other and then when I'd gone, I went to grad school um, in education and was, um, you know, kind of studying to be a, a dean at a college. That was kind of what I had in mind. And I worked for quite a few years um, in the higher ed setting, again, doing a lot of that community building work, um, making sure campuses um, addressed equity issues were inclusive, that students were, you know, safe in the the residence halls, that kind of work. And I actually think about that work a lot right now. We used to have an idea that, you know, you don't go into residence rooms the first time when they're in trouble. When I used to be a hall director during grad school, you go and you make friends and you make a connection and learn something about one another. And then when you do have to go up and break up their keg party, you know, you're <laughs> you're not just like some kind of a, you know, cop image to the students. You're, oh yeah, Delilah, we know her and she's cool. And I think of that with going into businesses downtown, you know, we try to both, you know, I visit as well as like members of our committees, you know, do visitation in different businesses all the the time. And we want them to know that um, Heart of Biddeford is here as a resource so that like if when they run into trouble, we're one of the resources that they'll think about. And we won't just, you know, drive down the street one morning and it, it says, oh, closed, you know, that we that we mm. weren't in touch with them and didn't weren't able to offer them resources. And you can't do that when it's too late. You know, you have to be making a connection early on. So mm. people see you as as part of their team on their side. Mm-hmm. So those are a few of the things. Yeah. It's so interesting. The more we've done this podcast and as is readily apparent to most of the people who, who, uh, work with us, Kim is definitely the more social of the two of us. So (laughs) I I don't get out much, but, but for, so maybe, you know, for everyone else, it's really obvious and I'm way behind the times here, but it, it's just, it, it just keeps hitting me over the head how much 
relationships come into mm-hmm. play yeah. in in business and community and all of that and how the building of those is so important. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. You know, and if if Biddeford didn't have this, I, it, it kind of sounds like science-based when I say asset-based development, but, you know, if, if Heart of Biddeford and Biddeford didn't have this mindset of building relationships with the people who built Biddeford, then we really run that risk of becoming any town you know, mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. we partnered with the Biddeford Mills Museum very early and we partner with the school system and we partner with local churches and closely with the synagogue. We want to make sure that we complement and we add to the Franco-American Festival, Locker mm. Mess, as opposed to do anything that would take away from this great historical mm. piece. So mm-hmm. um, so Biddeford, you know, is just it's more and more Biddeford. That's the idea, mm-hmm. as opposed mm-hmm. to, oh, we're going to come in here and uh, we've mm-hmm. got the best ideas. And uh, that just, you know, it, you, you actually suck the soul out of a place when you, when mm-hmm. you come at it from that approach. Mm-hmm. Very you're, true. And it seems just your approach is you're, you're constantly adding value to the community and to the people. Um, so, you know, that's well done. Thanks. It's a it's a great um, energy saver as well. You know, better to amplify what's here than to kind of start from anew with everything. Yeah. So can you tell us, this is exciting, um, the Heart of Bitterford recently received the Great American Main Street Award. This is a, just an amazing award. How do you feel this reflects on what's happening in downtown Bitterford right now? Can you tell us a little about a little bit about that award? Sure. I'm really thrilled. There, There's a lot of, you know, awards and things that you might be embarrassed about or just feel like, oh, that's just, you know, perfunctory in some way. But this award is, I don't know, it's like, you know, how the Oscars are to um, actors. Th- that's what this award is to Main Streeters. Wow. <laughs> um, wow. We're very, you know, we had to apply for it. It was a, you know, very extensive application process with creating, you know, a video and all kinds of PowerPoint presentations and many essays and letters and photography assets and uh, statistics, you know, showing them that how the vacancy rate changed, how many volunteers, what kind of community support we have, how Mm -hmm. closely we work with the municipality, you know, all of that had to be in place. So we didn't apply for it until we thought this was the right time to apply. And we were told, you know, um, most communities don't win the first time they apply. So it's good to get it in, but just know you're probably going to do it again. So we were very thrilled um, to find out we were semi-finalists um, mm-hmm. and then that we we were one of the three winners uh, wow. in the whole country this year. There's 2,000 Main Street programs across the country. Oh my and, goodness. Um, it's, yeah, it's, you know, it's great publicity for Biddeford, but it's also just really validating to, we have a lot of hardworking volunteers um, and we've really worked hard to be, you know, uh, know what our values are and have a really community built vision and then to be really strategic about carrying it out. Mm. And, um, you know, we can say that we've had really good successes in areas that 
are pretty important to us. You know, from mm. the economic side is surprisingly visible now <laughs> in town, mm-hmm. but also the community side that we're, mm. this is a more diverse place. It's the youngest city in the state and we have involvement and investment across the whole community. And that's that. how you can, you can build a community that's for everyone if people are at the table. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That's fantastic. So what are some of the things that are happening in Biddeford right now that are most exciting to you? And also, what are some things kind of on the horizon that you could maybe tell us a little about? You know, ever since I applied for this job, I've kind of had two categories to, to answer that question because there's the part of the the development of the community that is just, it's the fun, exciting part. I love that we now have 56 food-related entities in the downtown and 25 retail businesses. Half of those opened in the last two and a half years. Um, So like the, the proliferation of great businesses that you get to, you know, Anybody who comes to visit me, I'm just thrilled to walk through the downtown and say, you know, do you feel like having the best bagels in the country or would you like to, you know, have go to this pizza place, you know, Pizza by Alex that is loved by everybody who's ever lived here? You know, you can, uh, you know, that's just so much fun and that there's a, you know, a theater in the downtown arts organization. There's even a, you know, now a dance company. So um, it's just like that, that fun side of, you know, a great place to be, live in and visit. Mm. And then Mm -hmm. another part that I, I'm really pleased about, but it's kind of the more complex part of community development. I'm pleased that to be part of a homelessness coalition, for example, Mm. there's a group of people that actually are making progress and addressing needs around homelessness. Um, Mm. I'm pleased we're, you know, in support of the city's affordable housing task force. Um, I love that we meet twice a month with a group of people that's about welcoming new Mainers, uh, immigrants, Mm. uh, refugees, asylum seekers to town. There's another group that involves the school system and about uh, 30 other organization that has done both diversity training as well as ACEs training, adverse childhood experiences training. So that we're like, no matter what kind of organization we are, we're going to be cognizant of the effects of traumatic experiences on people mm-hmm. in, in what we do and that we, that we collaborate around it. So that's, you see what I mean about there being sort yeah. of like, I don't know if it's two sides or two complementary uh, pieces, but there's super fun things that end up in Yankee magazine. And then there's things that probably won't end up in a magazine, but are mm. by far, you know, as important or more important because they're about, you don't want development that's only good for a certain portion of the community. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I love that. It's it's almost like the public and private in, in a way, you know, you, mm-hmm. there's, there's, like you said, there's a stuff people will see in magazines, but then there's also that, that kind of private, almost, uh, enrichment that goes on yeah. that is, is helping that public side come out and to, to be sustainable. It's That's changing mm-hmm. lives. Great. It's really changing lives. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. And it's it's not easy and there aren't tons of successes, you know, that can be pointed to necessarily. Uh, Shirley from Seeds of Hope, you know, would say we should have been more forward thinking as a whole community around, you know, homelessness and affordable housing many years ago before Biddeford became as popular as it is now. And that's probably true of every community that's yeah. been revitalized anywhere that you can think of, you know, but, mm. um, but it isn't by any means too late. And, mm. um, and I'm glad about that, that it's very, it's seen, you know, whether on the city council, city staff, or all these nonprofit organizations in the school, it's not like we have to convince people that it's important mm. here, right. which you would find in other places. Right. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, it's like that. It's like that saying, you know, what are the, what are the two best times to plant a tree? The best time is 20 years ago and, and the best, <laughs> next best time is now. Oh, I've never heard that. I need that phrase. Thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Planting right. trees. Mm-hmm. So this year's River Jam Festival is coming up in a few weeks. Yes. Can you tell us about what will be happening and kind of the whole purpose for the festival? Yeah. Oh, it's my favorite time of the year. Such a fun festival. I I love music and I know you too do as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And it started with the idea of a great original music fest, kind of, you know, American roots music as the basis of it. And once again, you know, Saturday, particularly Saturday night will be filled with, you know, great main bands that um, people will love to hear. And it's just great to be in Mechanics Park listening to music. There's a beer tent and food trucks and stars in the sky and looking at the mills. And it's just, you know, I try to work hard on the weather. Um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) And, you know, that's kind of the culmination of the weekend, but there's a lot more to it. And the point is to partly to have our community have common experiences, mm. um, common memories that we can look mm-hmm. back on, you know, when, when a pandemic hits or when it's mm-hmm. super cold in February, it's fun to think back to, oh yeah, we've, we've been on the same page together. We've enjoyed music together. We've seen a veteran uh, next to uh, somebody who's here just for the summer, next to a new mom with, you know, two kids all hanging out together just on, you know, picnic benches right next to each other. Mm -hmm. We've been neighbors. Um, So it's just, you know, creating opportunities like that. And I think there is learning that happens. You know, we have a, a fringe fest on Friday night has this We call it an arts smorgasbord. (laughs) It's a hard word to say. Um, But, you know, kids will get to experience and experiment with different kind of arts activities. And that's great. They may not see, you know, see themselves as artists until they come try this. And we get to hear some wonderful music and performers on Friday night as well. And then Saturday during the day, we have um, music from a couple of different cultural backgrounds while the Bitterford Cultural and Heritage Center brings together a cultural cuisine tent that's um, going to be up to 10 local families who bring foods from uh, various cultures, uh, many who Love have recently that. come to the U.S., as well as La Kermesse brings their La Cuisine, um, you know, food caboose, I guess you'd call it. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> um, so, you know, it's, I, I love that it's all free Friday night, all day, Saturday, Saturday night, great chance to come together, just get to relax, play kids games, bouncy houses, things like that, and then just create memories together. And it's also then just a way to, for people who've considered coming to Biddeford, but maybe haven't put the effort into, you know, coming South maybe, or coming up from Massachusetts, uh, we're just getting more and more on the map. And so that just gives folks an excuse to come. And hopefully for years to come, you know, people will start booking their rooms in the the Lincoln Hotel mm. on Lincoln Street, which will be open it definitely by September, but maybe even in time for River Jam. Wow, that's so oh, wow, exciting! That's cool. That's so exciting! Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, I've driven I've driven past that so many times and just looked over and gone. That's going to be extraordinarily interesting to to see. Yeah. Yeah, and and I mean, isn't that the one? Isn't that the the pool is going to be on the roof? Yes. That thing. Oh, yeah. the pool oh. is on the roof. The there, pool is already on the roof. That's it's right. There. Okay. Yeah, yes. It's amazing. Um, it has like, I want to say, 180 apartment units. And those are already full and occupied and happy people living there with a, indeed a pool on the roof. And in the so basement, fun. Impact Fitness, and then Bats and Brewing companies coming in. And then oh, wow. it's just so 33. Exciting. They call it a boutique hotel. So just 33 rooms on the... I'm going to say that is the west side of it near Elm, the Elm Street side. Um, And I've been in those rooms. They're really beautiful. You can imagine the, you know, the brick walls and the huge high windows. Really, really nice. So yeah. exciting. And for anyone who is interested in uh, River Jam Festival, uh, we'll have the link in the show notes, uh, but you can also go to riverjamfest.com, find out who's playing. A lot of great acts uh, mm-hmm. that are that are listed there. Um, and in addition to what Delia was just talking about with the food and everything going on Friday and Saturday, August 19th and 20th, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. I, 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 whenever I switch tabs, I always just like to make sure... <laughs> I don't want right? to be lying to people. And I don't <laughs> want to say last year's date. Yeah, that's what I often run into. But yes, you've got it all right. Okay, great. Well, another one of the questions that we like to kind of finish up with, because it's the inter- the answers are always very interesting and, and wide and varied. Uh, how would you say that you define success, either personally or professionally or both? Right. Success. It's funny. I don't spend too much time. Th- I mean... There are a few times, I guess, where I can say I experience it. This hopefully will make you laugh at me, but I don't nap much. But when I have a 20-minute nap in the middle of a day, I wake up and I'm like, I am the most successful human being in the world. Like, I just love that <laughs> feeling of experiencing a nap. I know exactly <laughs> you, what you mean. Do you know what yes, I mean? I yeah, I'm so He's good. a napper. Really? Okay. It's just like, I did that? I can't believe that. But Oh, you're um, not alone. Not alone at all. <laughs> Um, But like, um, I guess when the right people get together at the right time and come up with a good enough solution, I wanted to say right solution, but a good enough solution Mm. that improves things for a lot of people, that's what I think of as success. When the pandemic hit and it was like April of 2020, I noticed a you know a, an array of things that were problematic and we put together something called share the love and put a $2000 fundraiser online 
to say, we want to, you know, buy some food, meals from the downtown restaurants and bring them to frontline workers. Well, we'd raised $14,000 by the afternoon. Wow. And we were able to buy meals almost daily for six weeks and deliver them to hospital workers, uh, you know, police, fire, the um, Hannafords. And, you know, all those frontline workers needed some love right about then because it was a scary time. Mm -hmm. And the restaurants needed the cash infusion just to be able to keep employing their staffs. Mm -hmm. And then the community needed to feel like they they could do something and mm, they did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I, that's my idea of success is when everybody gets to, to pitch in in a way and also benefit in a way. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's a win all around. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So another question that we like to ask just because we are professed uh, inspiration junkies is who or what inspires you? <sighs> okay. 30 people just flew through my head, but I think I'm going to say a what instead of a who. I start almost every morning with a walk outdoors. And when I, you know, for example, get up to Clifford Park and see birch trees, people will see me. I will lean against a birch tree for a little while, you know, just like, mm-hmm. like a friend and just be able to pause and stop in a way that I can't anywhere else. And I feel like I get to remember what a reasonable pace of life is mm-hmm. by hanging around with trees. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially birch trees, there's always, you never see a single birch tree. There's always another couple nearby. Mm-hmm. And I love that because they really stand out. You know, they mm-hmm. it's kind of a metaphor of leaning on each other. So I, I think I'm going to pick for this answer today anyway, um, birch trees. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I just got so choked up. It's a, a beautiful image. I, I bet. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I'm so choked up by birch trees. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's simple, you know, but yeah, it's okay. It'll be all right. You know, after, I I love birch trees too. I just this, never thought of it that way. Maybe we'll take a walk and then you can take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> I might. Yes, I know. I'm glad I've, I've inspired a little, uh, a little slowing down, being at the pace yes. of life. Right? Yeah, I love it. Well, Delilah, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to talk with us. We really do appreciate it. We really appreciate everything that you're doing and that Heart of Bitterford is doing for yes. a community that is. I mean, I moved here to Maine in 2004, and just seeing how Bitterford has changed over the last. 10 years or even the last five years yeah. is is just amazing and kind of heartwarming for me, even though it's it's not a place I've particularly called home, but being kind of next door to it, yeah, it's sure. just, it's been fun to watch. So thank you yes. for, for that and yes, everything you're you doing. So um, I'll have links to the Heart of Biddeford's uh, website as well as River Jam Fest and social media pages in the show notes. Be sure to check all of those out. And we just wish you uh, great success and yes. great weather. Everyone for cross yes. fingers and toes yes, uh, exactly. for River Jam Fest. <laughs> and, uh, and just great success in general and all the projects you have coming up yes. uh, in Biddeford. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. And thanks for all your local support that you give. <laughs>